powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Once upon a time, Sens fans were very, very tired of hearing rest is a weapon. And I think this is a scenario where we can all, as as Sens fans at least, agree that we were right and rest isn't always a weapon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. Uh, that was a uh, that was a rough one. Uh, I am, however, very excited about our guest today. And right before I introduce him, we're just going to go to a quick word from our friends at Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And we are joined by Matt Henderson, a.k.a. Archaeology. How are you doing today, man? I'm I'm doing all right, and uh, you know, probably a lot better than you are right now. That was a rough way to come back after. I don't know. I don't know how how many games have the Oilers played since the All Star break? Was that how was that? Dude, this this will be the third game, I think. It's the third. Yeah, this is the first game back for the Sens. I don't know why they had such a long pause there, eleven days yeah, without playing. Ugly. But I mean, it looked like it, right? Like the first period looked like it. One hundred percent. Get into anything? How about we start with? Uh, I hope. Anton Forsberg has a uh, speedy recovery. Whatever. Yeah, that looked like. I mean, I'm I I'm not the greatest at like looking at something identifying, but that's got to be a broken leg, right? Like, I mean, tendons, leg bones. I'm I'm who knows like whatever it, would be, it is. Yeah, not fun. It would be disastrous for him. So, uh, uh, all the best to to Forsberg and and speedy recovery. So. Yeah, that's a. It's 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 you know like if you're if 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 you know if if you're forced to spin any positive on it at all, at least the Sens really aren't in it now that they have two injured goalies, right? Like right, yeah. Like you you don't have to lie to yourself going into the deadline about what you're going to be. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, especially that you know, if 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 Pierre still finds a way to to have an excuse to go after Matt Dumba, like the rumors were a few weeks ago, I I don't know at this point. That's it doesn't make oh. a lot of sense to me. But you know what? I I mean, if if you can get guys that have you know multiple years left on their deals, you still you know it's not it's not just a rental. But yeah, yeah. Oh, but, so first period looked like a team that hadn't played in a really long time yeah arguably i would say maybe the third period as well the second period looked a bit better but that's about it eh? like that that was well to me like from from an oiler perspective the second period looked like campbell was giving it away like i thought there were two goals that he should have had um relatively long distance that i think it was was brandstrom well that is he let his first goal in like 150 games or something ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, whatever it was, it, he should have had that. Like Campbell should have stopped that one. Oh, Cam- I think a couple of those. Go- I think Sanderson's goal and Brandstrom's goal. goal both of those. Yeah. Campbell probably wants those back. Didn't didn't like. I didn't like either of them. Um, 
you know, I saw Oiler fans, uh, one of them sort of complaining about maybe, maybe what Jesse, you know, Jesse Pugliari was doing on one of those goals, maybe what, what uh, McDavid was doing on one, one, but ultimately, I don't know, head on shot from distance, the goalie's got to stop that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That second period did not, did not care for the goaltending on the Oilers side. That's for sure. That is completely fair. Yeah. I think, yeah, honestly, like, even even I think Sens fans can look at it like you know I guess on the bright side like okay Sens are still in it through two periods but really like it was a much more lopsided first forty minutes than the scoreboard shows I think yeah because they're I mean the Oilers had lots of chance they were I mean they were you know there were some some tap ins that were missed like I think Nurse had a tap in that was missed uh, it, it's just and you you can see Connor McDavid dancing. And, and just flying around out there. And that's, you know, when he's on his game and when he's flying, it's, it's a, it's hard to feel like you, you know, you, you aren't going to win. Like from an Oiler perspective, when McDavid is doing that and he's, he's playing, you know, high level hockey, you just always kind of feel, you know, even if the Oilers give up a goal, like we could get two back anytime. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it. I, I don't know. Like, I, I've seen a lot of talk from from Oilers fans about how how frustrated they are. But like, how can you ever feel out of any game with the scoring <laughs> up front on the Oilers? It's, well, that's true. And you know, we, I would say, you know, as an Oiler fan um, and someone who watches them closely, I would say the last 10, 11 games has actually really. Um, really swung things for us. But before then, you know, sort of going into Christmas, it was actually, there was that frustration because Mm -hmm. playing as well as they should have. Uh, Campbell still obviously, you know, struggling with his save percentage. Uh, The team should have been getting a lot more saves than they were getting. Uh, And, you know, sort of overall just not performing up to, up to snuff the last, I think their record in their last 11 games now is 9-0-2. So they're actually, you know, turning things around. And I think as Oiler fans, we're kind of doing like, okay, well, this is the team with McDavid scoring at this amazing pace. This is the team that we should be expecting. And I think we're kind of coming out of our grumpy funk that we were in. Yeah, because I think, because now they're now the Oilers are, what, one point out? of the division lead. They're just one point behind Vegas with a couple games in hand, I think. And I think coming into this year, like at the end of December, yeah, they were like the Oilers were what, 10 points back, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, wasn't good enough, whatever yeah. it was. I don't know the exact numbers off my top of my head, but you know, you look at the team, you look at the performance of not just McDavid, but um, dry and Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, you know, like, they're having great offensive seasons. Three of the four guys there are having career years mm-hmm. with, with Leon Dreisaitl still in second in the NHL scoring, even though he's not having a career year. Uh, you know, why isn't this team better? And now here we are after a, a nice stretch, a really good stretch, and they're they're back to where I think they should be. And, I, and you know, 
more rumors coming out about what might happen in the deadline. So. Oh, I want I want to get into that with you as well, but I, yeah, I do yeah. need to say I know people are like the whole. I, so I'm looking at the stats now, and I know people are are just in general like we get it, McDavid's good, but I feel like. I, f- I feel like it's gotten to the point where, like, I want to say, like, he's so talked about and now, like, he, he was so, like, clearly, he's so clearly the best player to the point where no one's talking about I don't want to say he's underrated because he's not. He's the best player. Everyone knows that. But I can't yeah. believe how little anyone is talking about his season. Because it's incredible. It's nuts. Right? He's, he, I mean, and he, he had multiple 40 40 goal seasons already. So it's not like he wasn't a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He just decided, well, no, now I'm going to be the best goal scorer in the league. And he just decided that. Like, he could have done it all along. And and between him and Leon, they basically said, you know, this is the goal that we want to have. We want Connor to be the leading goal scorer on top of it all. And he's just, he's incredible. You know, as an Oiler fan, I, for like three years in a row, I basically said, you know, we can't count on McDavid to have this season every, you know, every year. Right. Like he's, he's, he's the best in the league. As an Oiler fan, you know, I'm biased, but I've always just said, well, he's the best. Like he's the best. Mm-hmm. And every year he's gotten better. I, and every year I'm like, well, we can't count on him to be the best. He's getting better. This is insane. Like we're watching greatness and just evolve. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, he's he's 26. Like Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's I think everyone every hockey fan on the planet is just so used to hearing oh McDavid's having an incredible season. Like it, it's just so used to it that like if anything, I don't. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say he's. I think the season he's having is incredibly underrated in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, why aren't people talking about it more? Yeah. Like when you're when you've scored when you like because he's still. I don't even know. Let me let me let me crunch some numbers real quick here. Like yeah, everyone out. wants to talk about Tage Thompson because he's doing something that he's never done. Right. Fair. Yeah. But McDavid is doing more. And the problem is no one wants to talk about it because he's always been the best. Yeah, right? so 50, uh, <laughs> oh my God. 52 games in, he's still on pace for 64 goals. So Yeah, he's a freak. Like, oh, that's just, that's so <laughs> stupid. That's so dumb. Like, Jen, it is, he's it gonna, is dumb. He's on pace for that, and he's on pace for above an assist a game right now. So say he puts up, say he yeah. puts up 84 assists and – 64 goals like yeah and there's there's guys like i and i think he's been unlucky to not have more (laughs) right like if you take a look at it there's some guys on the team that uh you know patrick or um evander kane not patrick uh evander kane got injured he missed three months there's a there's a big scoring winger that should have been playing with mcdavid almost that entire time yeah uh hyman He's having an amazing year. Look at his five-on-five shooting percentage. It's it's below 8%. Like, he's not scoring at five-on-five as much as we would expect him to. He's been unlucky to not score more. Right. Right. right? So, like, 
you start looking around, you're like, you know, actually, there's room for McDavid to to have another huge burst in the final uh the final section of this of this season. He'll he'll just put up 25 points in the last 10 games of the season and no one's gonna be surprised. Like no one and no one will talk. They'll be like, but look at look at how great this season that Tage Thompson's yeah. had. Yeah, and yes, he is, but yeah. We're talking about how amazing this is. Yeah, because he's putting up numbers like he did in the bubble season with none of the yeah. excuses that everyone is like making Wait, for him. Right? These are these are like nineteen ninety three numbers. Yeah, they're not, they're, they're not twenty twenty three numbers. I had does it, I I have to ask because like I feel like it, it, if you're used to this all like. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get old, but like, have you ever just like kind of caught yourself like, "Oh, I'm not appreciating this nearly enough," just because you're so used to it? For me, no. Okay. But I know that there's going to be other people that it, they may have only grown up like you know for younger fans, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot younger fans that don't remember the ten years of hot garbage that went into, yeah, uh, leading up to this. Um, they probably, you know, they they might, I would think, get to a point where it's possible that they're not appreciating everything that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But like, I had to, I had to watch really bad Oiler teams for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Like anytime I can watch Connor McDavid, it is magic, and and it's worth the price of admission. And I don't know if there's a lot of actual superstars in the league that are worth the price of admission. Right. Just on, you know, if there's a handful of guys, McDavid's one of them. Yeah, I've never been able, I've been lucky enough to see him in the NHL, but I did see him when he played with Erie. So that was a lot of fun. But it's been all that, so clearly it's been way too long since I've seen him live. Like right, I need to get out to, and it's, to an Oilers game because it, it's it's wild when you see him on TV. You're like, wow, he's so fast. And then when you see him, it's that much more impressive, right? Because right? I mean, you know, the TV can trick you, and the way the camera works, and you know how it's not focused on him. Like you can watch him and just watch him the entire shift, yeah. and you see everything that he does. And the speed at which he's doing it, and how much faster and more impressive it is than the people around him, and it's just shocking. And you can watch just the tiniest things, starts and stops, and be like, "Wow, wow, this is crazy." Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I mean, I could probably just spend a whole half hour episode talking about how jealous I am of Oilers fans, just being able to see that every single yeah. game. Um, well, and and you know. We get it, like, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, it's yeah, yeah. I would be jealous too. Yeah. So before I get into a few other uh, Oilers-related things, I want to ask you about just get your opinion on. Uh, also worth noting that uh, Jake Sanderson was taken out of the game and did not return. Uh, not sure if we've got an update on that or not, but that's no fun. So something else to keep an eye on, um, especially with how bad Shabbat was in that game. If if the Sens are missing Sanderson for an extended bit of time, that is brutal. Um, but yeah. hey, maybe it's a ticket to the Bedard sweepstakes, sweepstakes a little bit later than we expected. 
Um, yeah, from an Oiler perspective, I think I think uh, Clem Costin uh, was hurt near the end of the game, looked like a shoulder thing. So uh, he's not a major player for the Oilers, but he's become sort of a bit of a fan favorite as well. So. Yeah. Few injuries in this game. Yeah, it was a rough one. It was just over. Yeah. yeah, from start to finish, it was a really rough one. Um, I think that's also another danger of when you know one team hasn't played in a really long time. You know, game speed is hard to get back, and yeah. it can be absolutely. Um, so, with that, I do have a couple Oilers things I want to ask you. First of all. The whole the whole talk of Pulleyarvi potentially being waived before the trade deadline, yeah. and then that, he scores the game winning. Yeah, does that still like? I mean, not not even like just because of this game, but does that still like? Do you think that has legs? Like, is that legit? Uh, I I think it has legs, um, but I would like to see him traded uh, before losing him for free. Like, I'm a big Pulleyarvi fan. Um, I've, I've never backed off of that. I know he's had had year offensively. Uh, he's never had a great year offensively, uh, but he is, you know, by all accounts and by all, you know, fancy stat measurements and whoever you ask to do the fancy stats and looking at it, Puliarvi is, is the Oilers best defensive forward period. You know, he does things that are really great. And I, and if you can appreciate the defensive side of the game, then you can appreciate what he brings. Uh, however, the Oilers have never been known for understanding or appreciating that side of the game. Right. Uh, he's the whipping boy. And then if you just want to just go, you know, even more basic than that, um, and you want to look at PDO, uh, going into this game, he had a 960 PDO. It was brutal. And you can count on the Oilers like clockwork to hate the players that have the worst PDO, love the ones that have the highest, and never understand or uh, figure out uh, that there's a correlation there. And and, and so there, I have uh, no question in my mind that the Oilers want to move on from, from Pugliarvi. And if it came down to it, if they had their you know hands tied, they would waive him in order to bring uh, Yamamoto back. Right. Yamamoto was healthy. All right. I just I wanted to get someone's opinion on that who who follows the team. It will be the wrong that. choice. It will be something that you people will look at later and be like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and any team that struggles defensively, or especially in their top six, uh, if there's a spot out there for a right winger that can bring – uh, quality for checking and and uh, cause chaos in the neutral zone. Puliyarvi would be perfect for that team. Right, and I know I know like hindsight is one thing, and I don't think anyone expected him to play as well with Seattle as he has. But do you think that would be the weirdest wave of the season, even past Tolvanen? Because I know like when Tolvanen was waived by Nashville, everyone kind of went. That seems a bit drastic. No, I, I wouldn't say it's the weirdest wave. I th- I mean when you take a look at the Oilers cap situation. Mm-hmm. It's not, they've known it's not good for a long time. Uh, Holland isn't particularly adept at working with the salary cap. Right. Never. And, uh, and he put the team into a bit of a bind. And, you know, if, 
just from a money perspective and the fact that Puliarvi is is having a rough season offensively, they're going to say we'd rather have the three million in space than right than have to deal with this. Because the other thing is, unless there's a massive change in his offensive production, like maybe this goal starts something amazing, right. finishes off well, has an amazing playoffs as well as an Oiler. There's almost zero chance that they're going to uh, qualify him because his next qualifying offer is over $3 million. Right. So they're not going to do it. Like they, I ju- It just doesn't look like there's a future here unless everything goes right for Puliarvi from here on out. Right. But you, you don't think no, no one's going to throw a fifth? at them for them or like i think they i think they could i think they they should yeah it, it's wild I, it's i, I mean think... i guess i guess i guess the whole talk of waving him came up when they're like so in the case of no one wants him but like people were talking about wanting to move like a third or even a second form at yeah. the start of the season right so i imagine there's yeah, some teams i think still see the i think there's going to be some team out there that should do it yeah but so when you've got a team you know over the barrel you don't you know, sort of game theory suggests that you shouldn't be throwing them a bone. Yeah. Like, so that's only, that's only when you're negotiating with Chicago, it seems. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The only team you're allowed to help out is the Chicago Blackhawks. We've learned this over the last few seasons. That's correct. That is absolutely correct. They deserve everything, and we should bend over yeah. backwards to make them. Uh, they're going to get Bedard. I can feel it. There's. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. So I think we should uh, head into a much more fun topic uh, that right. I saw you tweeting about quite a bit, and I I tried to save all my opinions just for this. But Chris Johnston, right, great. midway through the game, drops the bombshell that the Oilers are back in talks with the Sharks about a potential Eric Carlson trade. And I know all the Oilers fans and Sens fans listening to this. We could all be in agreement that this sounds like a lot of fun. Because listen, yes. if 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 the Sens can't have Carlson, put him on the ice with McDavid. Like, yeah. just, just on McDavid, Drysital, and Carlson on the ice all the time together. That they is, get, that is, and they did terrifying. a little preview of that at the at the All Star game, like when they were doing the three on three. Right. Turn- Carlson was with the Oilers. Like he was with Leon and, and McDavid there. So there's a little bit of uh little elbow just, like, hey, you should maybe come over here. We deserve this. As hockey fans, we deserve to be able to see this. Yes, we deserve this. I and don't know Oilers, how it happens. I don't know how it gets done because if 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 because there's a the, the money is the problem. There's right? so much money because that's that's what that's over five and a half for the next four and a half seasons, I guess, if you're including call it half a season left this year. So yeah, I mean, the, he makes eleven and a half million a year. Yeah. So uh, if the if the sharks are retaining, they're retaining. Yeah. If they're retained fifty percent, that's that's going to be over five and a half on the books for nobody for the next four seasons. And if you look at and, and that's Chicago, expensive. Yeah, that, but if that's worth something for sure. Because right? if you're looking at what Chicago is asking for Jake McCabe, if they also retain, yeah. Because I don't know, I don't know if you if you if you I saw I can't remember who was a tweet up, but the, it, was, it was apparently I if, didn't see that. If McCabe is being retained fifty percent, they want it to be a first, yeah. Plus other just because it's another two years of the contract, so, right? So so on on Twitter, I've thrown out like, okay, well, like what makes sense for the Oilers? Like, right? The if the Oilers were to get Carlson, 
there's that's number one. That's a huge void that they'd be filling on mm-hmm. the team. They have offensive right-handed defensemen, but they don't have a 25-minute-a-night right-handed defenseman. Right. That that guy in the future might be Evan Bouchard. I love Bouchard. He's amazing. But he's not that guy today. Mm-hmm. And, and Carlson is, you know, an anchor, first-pairing, right-shot defender. That is mm-hmm. something you do not have. So for me, like, it makes sense if going the other way is another right-handed defenseman, the one who would become, um, you know, extra, the one who would become not necessary and redundant, that person is going to be Tyson Berry. Right. Right? So you've got uh, – give me one second. Sure. Yeah, just Sorry. to add on to – to that, I think, yeah, you really only need one right-handed defenseman who doesn't really play defense at the end of the That's day. That's right. Like, you, you're, they're, they're, it's not going to yeah. make any sense. The Oilers team is going to be really out of whack if they keep if they keep Barry that way. Uh, so for me, it's Barry would have to go out. Then you'd have guys like you know Jesse Pugliarvi that mm-hmm. you have. Just now, you're making money work, and he's a prospect. You have to consider him as more of a prospect at this point. Uh, like. He's not doing great, but maybe a change of scenery will be wonderful. He still right. would be like it's a qualifying offer the Oilers aren't going to make, but San Jose could, you know, could make no problem. Uh, and then you then you start talking about the firsts, right? If it was no money retained, it would be like one first round pick. Money retained, we're talking at least two first round picks. Yeah, I imagine it's got to be. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they make this. I, I imagine San Jose would be like, all right, give us a first round pick for every twenty five percent you want us to hold on to, and then we'll talk right. about it's, it's too. I see the way I see. It, if I, if I were in the shark shoes, I'd be like, all right, two first to retain fifty percent. Now let's talk about what you're going to give me for Eric Carlson for the player. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. I, it's got to be just a so, huge yeah, and amount. and the Oilers can if if. San Jose would be like, okay, well, that is a decent basis for for a trade. I think the Oilers can pay that price. I don't think there's anyone on the farm right now that that uh, for them is untouchable. Right. And you know they've got a guy in the OHL who's like leading the OHL in scoring, Matvey Petrov. Uh, they have Xavier Borgo, a former first round pick, who's doing okay in his first season in the AHL but not amazing but you know if the Oilers have to lose those to get a superstar defenseman yeah make it happen yeah this is the window to win so it, so if if you're if you're Ken Holland which uh luckily you're not um which we'll we'll see I don't know honestly Eric Carlson as incredible as he is even I was kind of surprised when I was like oh wait Ken Holland wants him like potentially yeah. um so say it's two so we'll call it two first round picks just for that initial 50 percent say then yeah. the asking is they probably want to say well eric carlson's having a career season which is absolutely wild first of all that we're in 2023 totally. and that's happening so he's like all right so eric carlson is having a career season let's get another first tyson berry i guess because you got to get some money out yeah, I, Tyson. Oh, so Bear- call, call it Barry Pugliarvi, another first, 
Yeah. And then, because I don't know, I don't know. It depends on how on how the sharks looking at. It. Do they want the established prospects? Do they want the magic beans? I don't know. Like it could go. I don't. I don't know either. But you know, if if that's sort of the base and that that's where we're going from and that's kind of acceptable, plus or minus a little more. Yeah. I'm the other. Like do that trade all day long. Yeah. Like call it. I guess. Like I mean. What would yeah like what would it's, it's tricky because you got to find like what San Jose would say yes to but like what then what would the Oilers yeah. be okay giving up so if it's, if the total price for fifty percent retained Carlson is all in call it like Barry Pulleyarvey three firsts and then either a prospect or like another maybe like a conditional second in there something I don't know yeah like, but once you start getting into like three first round picks now it's like okay well maybe the Oilers need something back in exchange. Like maybe you're giving them second round picks and you know what I mean? Like it's Carlson and a second for all that. And you know, like you start getting into this, like, okay, well, you know, you're getting a lot also, like you're getting a ton for making 11 and a half million dollars that no one who can take that much money on. Right. Like, yeah. You know, and, and there's no way that the Oilers would be able to protect those picks either. There's no way. No, 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 no. Those are unprotected picks. Yeah. You, and and for the Oilers, as long as you know this is, we don't get too ridiculous in in what's being given up. The reality is this is the window. Yes. For the this is the McDavid Drysital window to win, and you've got Darnell Nurse as your top left-hand defender and you've got who as your top right-hand defender nobody standing out right so you know you get yourself someone like eric carlson and now we're talking okay like you, you don't even have to have nurse and carlson playing on the same pairing anymore like you can have basically 90 percent of the game with one of those two on the ice. Right. Now, yeah. Each other. And then, and then a forward group that's doing really well, like really, really well. And uh, Oilers fans have talked about this and, and we've seen it. It's come up on broadcasts recently. Um, you know, it used to be that when McDavid and Drysidle were off the ice, the Oilers right. were hot. Right. And now we're at a point where when McDavid and Drysidle are off the ice, the team is actually has nine more goals for than against. And if you go even further, McDavid, Drysidle, and Nugent Hopkins, the team is still has more goals for than against. So like with Nuge all- is also having a really underrated season. So yeah, Nuge is Nuge is doing great. So, you know, you finally have a team that up front is is holding its own while superstars are having their best season yeah and you've got goaltending in skinner not in campbell but in skinner that's playing you know really really good hockey played his way onto the all-star team by merit and then you've got a defense and that's where it's lacking and that number one right-handed defender could be yeah, just you, the way that you just laid that out. Yeah, looking at the team as it is, you having this this team that already it, it should be primed for a deep playoff run, and then you can yeah. add, you a know, career year a Eric legit Carlson. superstar, and for multiple years. 
Like you, you wouldn't just be adding him for this run. You're saying, hey, I'm getting him for this whole window. Yeah. You have to try to make that happen. Yeah. I think if you're Ken Holland and this opportunity presents itself, you have to explore it to its full extent. Yeah. If and, if, and if this season's Eric Carlson, pay. if this yeah. is really what Eric Carlson is, or rather, I should say, still is. If, yeah. if if this long break really, if this is just him fully healed for the first time in a few years, and he's still this good, to have him on your team at under six mil a year for the next four seasons and this playoff run, like mortgage yeah. the future and then some, yeah. like because I don't care about the future anymore, right? Like I I went through the bad years. Yeah, I, as an fan, I I watched the worst hockey imaginable for right. so long. So that we could get to this place right now. The future doesn't matter. The future is now. So mm-hmm. you might well burn all the ships behind you, get that Eric Carlson, make it happen. That would make this Euler team, you know, I would assume odds on favorites. I think it would have to, frankly. Yeah. That's... And then you just have the goaltending holds up. You know, because I don't want to say that, you know, necessarily playoff wise that Eric Carlson will play exactly like he did in 2017. But say he does say he does play that way. Then the Oilers have two players who have shown that they can single handedly drag their team through a playoff series and win. Yeah. And from two of those guys, nuts. Yeah. You got him on the back end and up front. Um, That's that's going to be crazy. Absolutely insane. I, I honestly, I hope it happens. So make it happen. Make it happen, Ken Holland. I want to see it. The hockey fans want to see true. it. Yeah. That is the trade deadline that everyone wants to see. That'd be incredible. And or your other management. I honestly think that a player like Carlson is the missing piece. So... What about what about Chikrin as a as a consolation prize? Say say you take out the two first round picks that are in there for the retention. Would you would you make the similar move for Chikrin? Uh, I would I would want yeah I guess I mean if you can't have Carlson, a guy like Chikrin would help. But I mean he's also a left handed defender, right. so now he's not playing with Nurse, he's playing you know he's playing behind Nurse, which is also probably good for Chikrin as well. You know. Um, and then that sort of pushes the Oilers' left side defense down and over. Like you'll have a guy like Broberg who might play on the right-hand side, or the Oilers might go with seven defensemen a night as opposed to six defensemen a night. Right. The Woodcroft has done 11 and seven uh, on, on many occasions. Yeah. And Tonight included, I believe. In there. I really like it too. I love going seven, uh, 11 yeah. and seven. Um, you know, if you have a guy like Chikrin in there, that's still strengthening the defense. And the defense is probably the weakest part of the Oilers game right now. But it's not as fun. But it's not as fun. It's not as fun as Carlson. Right. And it's it's not as perfect uh, of, of a fit as what right. Carlson. All right. Well, with that, I think we're uh, we're going to call it there. And uh, All right. it just, you know, gives us something to uh, dream about. Because even just like, you know, listen, the send season's done. I want to see Carlson and McDavid together. That's right. Come and watch. That's right. Ottawa fans, 
come and watch Carlson as an oiler and then and enjoy Connor McDavid with us as we cheer on, you know, McDavid and Carlson through the through the playoffs. That's right. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. That was a great conversation. I had a blast. Yeah, me too. And uh, for all of you watching at home, uh, make sure to stay tuned for the rest of the day because today uh, is Saturday and the NHL was smart and did staggered uh, scheduling throughout the day. So you're going to have plenty other game over episodes to watch throughout the rest of the day. So thank you so much, everyone, for watching, and we will see you next time. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.